Fund my toes. Go fund my toes. Toe funding. That's what you should call it. <laughs> Say, hey, toe, toe fund me. Okay. All right. So this little ditty during this portion of the lunch hour, I wanted to get into something that uh, I've experienced on and off um, randomly um, over the last several years. Uh, it does come down to the review process, online reviews that you read mm-hmm. um, about restaurants. Oh, okay. Okay. So, as you know, sometimes I like to travel north, go up to the woods, uh, little towns up there. You're a bit of a foodie. Um, I am a very much of a foodie. Yes. But I'm, I'm always looking for, you know, that new place on the way or that new place uh, around town somewhere I can try it out or whatever. And if I'm in a, if I'm in a place, I'm also, you know, got a birthday coming up and I'm trying to, you know, throw some hints down at the, the wife being like, okay, if we're going to do this, um, you know, here's some thoughts. Maybe w- what you might want to do, you know, might want to plan for wink, me. Wink, wink. wink. Here's, some, here's this restaurant that I'd be interested in. Maybe if we went mm-hmm. on a trip, maybe we could do that in a concert or something. Any of those things are better than a great, crazy-looking card. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, too. But, yes. uh, yeah, I don't overdo it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the idea is um, – one of the reviews that I've come across, I was looking at in this, this, it's a small mountain city and, uh, they, they just, they have a lot of, uh, commercial space that's available and a lot of turnover and people come in, people leave. Sure. Some have been around for a while. Um, some of them are fly by night. Um, but I'm a big sushi guy. So the sushi restaurant that we always go to, um, is where, that, where you live normally? Um, no, and in, in, yeah, oh, where, uh, where we visit. Oh, gotcha. Um, is closing down, unfortunately. We we didn't find out until we went there uh, for dinner a little while back, and it was like, oh, that's, this is gonna be. We're gonna close it down in three weeks or so, and it was great having you, but they want to sell the building, and we can't have the restaurant without the building, and, and blah blah blah. It was a family-run business. Yeah, but it was the only sushi that was available within like a twenty-five or thirty-mile radius. Bummer. Yeah, it kind of blew hard. And I'm like, well, and and uh, bear in mind, this is not like top grade. Sure. So this is right. like if you, if, if if you if need your sushi I, fix. If the best I've ever eaten was at a hundred, this bad boy was cruising in hard around fifty nine percent. Okay. But it was better than fifty percent. Right. It was still at. It was still like okay. If this is my only option, you it's got not your bad. fix out of all okay. the places that are there. Got it. 
So now that I know this is gone, I'm looking around, and there's only one other place in that region okay. that sells that that is a sushi restaurant. The other one was a Japanese. The one that I go to was a Japanese-based restaurant, so they had a lot of stuff. You know, they okay, had, they know, had the teriyaki and right, teppanyaki and some yeah, other stuff. Yeah. Uh, the only real like sushi quote sushi restaurant, Japanese sushi restaurant, um, is up the road in more of a kind of a strip mall. It's it's not a standalone. It's in more of a strip strip mall kind of place. Okay. And so I'm looking through the reviews now. The reviews on the place that I enjoyed, you know, for the area. It got like a 4.3 out of 5. Pretty good. Pretty good. And, you know, they're mixed reviews, but most of the time it's people who are like, you know, very few, like one or two stars. You know, mostly you got like the three stars where they're like connoisseurs and like, eh, it's okay. Right. And then the four stars, like best you can get in this town. So Right. So it's four stars for this town. Yeah. Not the best ever, but best you can get here. And then, you know, five stars, which are probably like, you know, locals who just don't know any different. Right. Um, or people who don't go to sushi. They went and bombed after being in the exactly being out. happy. Love, love the. They probably this did, is the best sushi. Well, they probably didn't even have sushi. They probably had the teriyaki bowl and were like, they "Yeah, had, this is the best shit I've ever had." They had the drink special. The yeah, week. you know, guys back there microwaving his teriyaki yeah. bowl, pouring it out of the box. Like, this is just as just as good as they have. All right, that makes sense. So the other place I'm looking at, and I started reading the reviews, and it's got like a 3.2 review. Okay. And I'm going through, and it's like, this is the rice tastes like cardboard, like they don't know what they're doing. Uh, the fish tastes like it's week old, you know, like it, it's it it smells like f- hardcore fish when you it shouldn't. If right. It's sushi. So you're immediately going, oh man, oh, this boy. is this is this just sounds bad. But then you get those five star reviews that kind of prop it up from the three point two, and all those reviews are like. Cleanest bathrooms in town. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Not a speck on my cup. If, if you are looking for a place to take a deuce this is when a you're in town, five they stars. have the nicest bathrooms of any restaurant, bar none. Nice. And I don't know if it's because they're trying to find something nice to say about the joint or because it it literally like that they're, you know, is that on the is that on the reviewer checklist like How's the service? How's the food? How's the can? Mm. You know, like, I mean, it can make the difference. Well, so that that gets to <laughs> my point. How many of the reviews that that we look at, right, are based off of the fact that, like, this is. I mean, usually, usually, like, oh, it's been reviewed five hundred times, or it's been reviewed like one hundred times. You only read the the top reviews. I always I always filter by most recent and just go down the first ten to fifteen. Right, and there's always one or two that are in there that are like, the food was okay, but the staff was attentive, and, you know, so they're kind of rating this. But how many of these reviews that we're seeing... Rating the bathrooms. Are, well, obviously, rating the bathrooms would be one, uh, but, like, how many of them are basing their review not on... The food. The, I mean, yeah, not on the food, meaning, like, it, it, they gave it one star. The, the food is exceptional, but it took us two hours to get a meal. So it lowered their rating because they had right, you know, they were right, right. overbooked, or because somebody dropped a bomb in the toilet and it was overflowing, and you know you're eating next to a shit pile and it smells like ass. Which I've had, I've had family members talk about one of my favorite restaurants in another area we visit, and they're like, we went in one time and they were having problems with the bat plumbing problems, and it literally smelled like somebody pooped on the floor. So they never went back. So they gave me a horrible, they gave it a horrible oh, review right. to me, and they're like, you shouldn't go. That place just smells awful. And I'm like, well, how do you know? Just wasn't that one time right you know what i mean 
Yeah, your house stinks sometimes. So, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's the what's what's the worst review you've you've ever read where you were like on of a place that you've gone to where you've been like, wait a second, this is, yeah, geez, they're like they're tearing this place apart. This is my one of my minor jams. I love this place. Right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing comes. Nothing comes straight to mind. Um, you know. What it sounds like you're saying is like a place I know is good, and I see a review exactly. that's bad, and I'm just like, oh my god, what what happened? But I don't know if I pay enough. I'm paying enough attention to for that to retain for me to retain that information. I don't know how to answer that because I don't know. I mean, everyone's got their own thing, and I look at it like, oh, must have been a bad day, or must have got a bad thing, or you know, I just kind of write it off as like, I, I I like it. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> One of my favorite, like probably all time greatest sushi restaurant was a guy who I actually who ran it. He was uh, some apprentice in Japan when he was eighteen. Came over, started his own little family business, and it was like kind of a he had a real locals vibe, like. You know, if right. you you were sitting in somebody's seat who comes in every Friday, he'd make you move. That kind of dude. Right. Um, right. Excuse me. But if you knew that, you understood, and you were like, "Yes, yeah, sorry, bro. Here, I'll just." I'm right. Gonna... And he'd take care of you. You know what I mean? Like he'd give you a free beer or something like that. Like, right. right. Yeah, I got to take care of my customer over here. Like, this guy come in every Friday. You come in once a month. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, okay, that's cool. And he'd get hammered with you, and he'd give you free stuff. And but the people who came in, like, walked in off the street, didn't know what they were doing. Um, they would get a table and they literally would be there for like three hours because he would not pay attention to them oh geez now his his fish like his sushi was the best i probably have ever had it was always fresh that's a lot coming from you all right it was reasonably priced it was original like he had these rolls that you just couldn't get anywhere else sauces stuff like that like all the stuff was so like so amazing so immaculate he knew what he was doing even when he was hammered, I was surprised he didn't cut his fingers off several times. How bombed he used to get. Um, but when I read the reviews, I was like, oh, my God. Because it was like five star, five star, five star, one star. Five star, five star, one star, five star, one star. Like, there was no middle ground. Wow. It was literally that is every, very rare. Every one star that I saw was like, this dude's a – he doesn't give a shit. The fish was, it took us forever to get our stuff, and yeah, it was okay, or yeah, it was good, or yeah, it was fresh, but I mean, would I go back? No, he was rude, he was, you know, he was getting hammered with his customers, he didn't give a shit about us. Like, if you're a local, you probably love this place, but if you're an average Joe, and you've never been, steer clear. Right. You know, um, so that was, like, weird, because, like, looking at it, his, his average score he'd been you know three or four hundred people had reviewed it he was at like a 3.9 and i'm like dude this is a five star joint right why is he you know why is he getting that low rating obviously he didn't give a shit about going in on yelp and being like oh you guys got all wrong come back i'll fix the problem (laughs) yeah he's not that guy he appreciates the people that appreciate him and he could give two shits about i'll fix the problem (laughs) welcome to my shitty shoe come in my restaurant fix the problem oh we've we've really we're going there (laughs) we've offended some some you know it's since you talk about reviews uh, there's new videos going around of like people trying to find the absolute worst reviews for a place and then going and like sort of filming their experience. Oh, I bet you that's a big one. Like going in like. Yeah. Well, someone did like a tattoo parlor. <laughs> it was like the worst review tattoo parlor. It was like, I'm going to go in here. And I'm, I'm going to get, ta- get a tattoo, a small tattoo of like 
I don't know if it was like a happy face or something. Or, <laughs> but doesn't it make you wonder, like, how many people have, like, go on Yelp and they're like, the only time I'm ever going to use this account and make a review is when I have a shitty experience. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you like, oh, this guy's a verified super Yelper. He's written 15 reviews, and every one of them are like all one star. Right. Like, either writes a review when it's the best he's ever had, or if it's shitty, or not up to his. Well, I standards. think that's really kind. Of, I guess that's kind of the only time whether you really love something or really hate something to really write a review. So, who are all the people giving it like? The three star, like who who takes the time out of their day to write a three star Uh, review? What an idiot! Those are the filler people. Like, (laughs) well, it was just okay. (laughs) I want to really spread the word of how I feel about this. I'm gonna write twelve paragraphs (laughs) about how how fucking average average it was. That's a, that's it a good only point. took me six hours to write this three this that's three star review. That's a good point. Yeah, I got a product recently that, that sent me an email that said, thanks. If you go write a review and send us a link to your published review, we'll send you free speakers for your shower. And, and you were like, uh, yes. I did it. I wrote it. And a couple weeks later, I didn't get my speakers. No, they, they didn't, they didn't send anything to me. <laughs> and then you wrote your, and then you went in and gave an update to your review. You're like, <laughs> This thing is. This is fraud. It alert. was a five star <laughs> right. for the free speakers. Right. But two, you're missing. I'm missing two speakers. Uh, yeah. You're missing two stars. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, actually, what ended up happening is like I wrote that like we got a back order. We'll get them to you. And then it was like two weeks later, the the ones that actually broke and that I wrote a review on broke. Oh, broke the broken. The, the ones that I no, actually that I actually bought. The they were the blue. They were Bluetooth earbuds. And the ones that I bought and reviewed, and I was waiting for my shower speakers for writing the review, before I got anything from them for writing the review, the ones that I bought broke. And I wrote oh, them I wrote them an email. I'm like, I could go straight to the review I wrote, or you guys can go ahead and send me another pair right now. Plus a set of sweet shower speakers. Right. So what's funny is two days later, I got my replacement earbuds, but they still never sent me the shower speakers. Dude. Yeah, that crazy. That's cool. you got to include that. Right, I have to write that that review for sure. That's see now that that makes sense for a three star review. Like I feel like if it's a three star review, it either started at one star and then they tried to rectify it, and the guy was like, "Okay, well, the fact that they rectified customer service, they contacted me. Yeah, I still had a crap experience with them, so I'll give them three. I'm you know I'll say it's average. It's Mm -hmm. not it's not dog shit, but obviously they care enough about their products and their support so it's not the worst you can do versus, right or it started off as a five star the shit broke and then they came back and they're like this is a mother this is a dog shit product you know? right yeah I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, you know their customer service blows so I'm gonna take two stars off yeah it, it is interesting that we have the capability of Yelp because I mean I use it pretty much all the time for most restaurants, you know, as far as just checking it out, seeing what's, you know, I mean, it's a valuable tool to figure out if you want to go to a place or not. I mean, some places really do rely on those reviews because I look at those, you know what I mean? Well, everybody most, does. Yeah. And Google's trying to cut in with their Google review situation. Mm-hmm. Open tables got theirs and, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I don't know for me, I just feel like you just got to go try it out. Yeah. There's so much that, because I know if you add, if you put my tastes mm-hmm. against somebody else's, like for instance, there's been a lot of sushi places, and I always go back to sushi because that's kind of my benchmark there. That's my standard. Yeah, man. Um, so they're like, oh my gosh, 
you know, rock and sushi or rock and roll sushi or party time sushi or what you know, like. Well, crazy rock and sushi is the one I go to yeah. uh, up in Hollywood. <laughs> so let's just say it's it's got a name like that, and you're looking or you know, this is crazy koi rock and sushi. sushi, and it's like four point six stars. And right. It's got like three dollar signs next to it, and all the reviews are like, "You wouldn't believe how great this place is. The ambiance, best drinks, best try their dynamite, fantastic roll, bullshit, blah blah blah." And I'm like, okay, that's that sounds cool. I'll go try it out. And you know, I'll go, and my bill will be like 25% higher than it would be uh, going to an actual like I'm just a sushi restaurant. Right. Um, who gives a fuck if my table has like LED lighting? Right. Frill, you know what I mean? We don't need frills or and bells and whistles. Or they're playing Bon Jovi. There's a, the there's a local music. band in the, in the corner. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, everything that they do, it's like they try and they take they take what oh, the winning formula of sushi. Mm-hmm. They give you, you know, d- good. It's decent. It's, mm-hmm. you know, 80 mm-hmm. percent uh, as good as what I typically would get. It's, Kabuki theater. Over yeah, on it's the not left. as good, but it's good enough. But it's, they're selling me on like this pop experience that i'm supposed to be enjoying right like oh man look at all the fly chicks that are here right. look at this happening ambiance and atmosphere it's not there's nothing japanese about it right it's literally like a you know, fucking madonna song threw up all over the tradition of sushi yeah you know? i mean it's a big red flag they're showing all this other stuff but they it's have like these high reviews because either a the people who are reviewing it aren't there because they're there to eat sushi. They're there because they, it's just another restaurant mm-hmm. to them. Right. You know, and sushi's good, but the ambiance, fantastic. Right. Love the, love the booth layout. Love how social it was. Love their tapas menu bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's where it comes down for me with reviews. Like when I read these reviews, it's really difficult to get a grasp on where these people are coming from because people go to restaurants for different reasons. True. You know, True. I'll go to a room that is, you know, basic wooden, like, n- no frills, some Japanese writing on the wall, white walls. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's just it, minimalist, to say the least. But I'm there because the the, the food is so, the sushi is so good. That's right. why I'm there. Whereas the person who would love rock and roll party time sushi right. would roll and be like, uh, they barely spoke English. Right. Uh, they... they they got my order wrong. Um, you know, it, they didn't put a sparkler in my sake bottle. Right. You know, like, <laughs> what, why? I guess it's the motivations. Like, what are the motivations for the majority of the reviewers? Right. Obviously, if you're writing reviews about a restaurant having the most kick-ass bathrooms, you didn't go there for sushi. Right. You know, if you're giving it a five-star just because you had to take a shit and that was where you happened to stop off on your way out of town. Right. <laughs> fucking thumbs up, man. Yeah. Like, good for you. You gave them a positive review. And you're like, this is not helpful to me at not all. Not at all. <laughs> no. I, you know what? I'm done looking at reviews. I'm just going to try the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. But then how hypocritical is it of us to be right. like, yeah we're gonna go and try writing and reviews we'll never tell anybody what we experienced right we'll just keep our opinions to ourselves because we think anybody who writes a review is full of shit yeah. so yeah i don't know is there anything that we feel like should be reviewed that's not like when you're searching 
Because uh, I feel like we've we've got we've kind of run the gamut on all the brick and mortar places. I mean, like yeah. you can walk into a restaurant, you, you know, rate this Chuck E. Cheese. Well, rate, I rate... use it all the time for like body body work on a car or like services you know, services like that. Hotels, um, massages, uh, masseuse, or or cleaning cleaning crews. I'm still on the never ending search for just finding a, my go to top cleaning cleaning services now amazon did not work i'll tell you that right now i mean the first time it, it came through it was easy you could but then schedule when he it. took his pants off it was like this is this is not a, it's like uber uber for <laughs> uber for cleaning services They're like we upgrade you yeah yep. i'll spend another 20 minutes here. <laughs> yeah if you like, go for the premier package yeah if you could uh if you could like dude yeah. i'm not even getting what i paid for originally Clean my floors with your underwear, and I'll pay you an extra twenty dollars. <laughs> it might only pay. <laughs> I love it. You yeah, are of course sweet, pull, sweet he, looking. He, he pull off the underwear, and it's just got railroad tracks in it. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on a second. Whoa, 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 hold whoa. on, you better get a clean pair. <laughs> I am not paying for that. Here, use mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to get you naked. That's all. Well, I didn't know you were dirty. <laughs> Where'd those come from? Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places where I would imagine that we we don't like people. Just it's like something you don't review, right? You know what I mean? Like, what are the what are some of the places that you don't see reviews for? Like, the beach. Do you have people who are like, I've been to this beach, and five stars. Oh, that's actually a good one, though. I mean, that would be good to know. I mean, I think if how it's, much beach is there? Is there enough sand? I think is it if white? it's got a latitude and longitude coordinate, it should like be it, it could have a review. Like I'm out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, it's at a, latitude it's, six nine degrees east. And I gotta say, it's a it's an easy four point five. The water is warm. A little cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> well, is he rating the water or is he rating the weather? I if mean, I, the service is terrible. If I wasn't so starving right now. Right. Being out here in the middle of the ocean. Nobody has checked on me since I got out here. I've been out here for like three hours. I think I'm getting a little sick, some scurvy yeah. perhaps. And I haven't been able to find a bathroom. I'm not saying that there <laughs> should be one out here. They do expect me to pee outside yeah. of my raft, so it doesn't have that going for it. What else? That's good. Yeah, what else is it reviewed? Well, like, dude, I mean... Parks? I would love it if you could review somebody else's car. <laughs> like... I took a ride with Bob last yeah. week. He gave me a ride to the airport. Yeah. Three and a half stars. <laughs> he had garbage bags in his car. He kept playing shitty music. Yeah. And the guy would shut up. All he did was talk the whole time. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that doesn't really concern other people who don't know Bob. So. Yeah, but for the people who do, they're right. like, who should I get to pick me up at the airport? Right. Bob's got a 3.9. <laughs> so we need a new social network. But Jerry over here, he's rocking it hard. He's got a 4.8. That has to be somewhere. I've heard of some people. Have Rate your friends. Rate your friends. <laughs> <laughs> or it was a boyfriend thing. Boyfriend, somebody was really pitching an idea of you, like you should be able to have a place where you can go and see reviews of exes. Really? <laughs> you mean, can you review their their relationship? Yeah, be like, hey, well, let me go see. I just met Bob. Where do you rate it. the sex? Yeah. Where do you rate the cleanliness? Well, Where do you rate the clinginess? It's all there. Yeah. Where I do mean... you? <laughs> <laughs> where do you where do you rate the financial responsibility that's dangerous yeah you don't we don't want that there's, there's already too much too many people out there on on the internet looking for the next horrible thing to post because that seems to get the clicks but dude what i think would be badass would be it, it'd be kind of you would have to put yourself out there but rate your neighbor 
right? Oh, that yeah. I think that would be I, big I, because I if you're planning if you're planning on moving into a neighborhood, absolutely, you'd love to see the ratings of all your neighbors and the reviews that they give. Like this guy across, the, you know, I'm writing the review. You know me. If you don't like my review, come over. I'm sorry you have problem as your neighbor. <laughs> is that always like a, make it a, yeah, it's everybody's always a got controversial that. Everybody has that accent. Oh, rut row. Oh. <laughs> I'll make up. My dog took dump in your yard. I'll make up to you. No no problem. Your dog, your dog always poop in my yard. <laughs> but if you wrote, could write reviews. I think that's already a brilliant idea and that needs to be locked like, down. Seriously, I'd love, I'd love to know what my neighbors think of me. Well, it needs to be somewhere. It needs to be somewhere for real estate in general, I think. is a great idea to be able to rate your neighbors or to be up, to have a neighborhood social network. Not a social network. Well, they have but, next door, but I'm just yeah, talking like okay. a, a social Personal. network where it's like this property is rated this because it's got a bunch of cool people around it. Right, right. Uh, but if you're moving next door, mm-hmm. it kind of downgrades the value of the property uh, next door because you live next door to a shit bag. Right. It'd be interesting if neighborhoods did have their own little neighborhood social network and say, like, oh, you're interested in moving in this neighborhood? Jump on the social network and talk to some of your neighbors and you can, they can sort of... That could probably affect... The, the sale. The, the Well, the, the value of the homes. Yeah, that's true. If you know you're moving into a neighborhood right. where you can be like... <laughs> you don't want to do that. The guy next door <laughs> has two kids and a dog, mm-hmm. but the dog constantly gets out. Uh, right. the, the or barks from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. The guy across the street always throws parties. Uh, the other guy who lives on the other side of you right. has a screamer. So she, every time, oh, God, all night. Oh, right. So if you've got a family, you know, it you were, you were always okay. that buffer between you, the guy with two kids and the other guy who's always banging chicks because he's a pilot. Right. You know, like, so, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to know, like, what's going down yeah but that sounds dangerous too that could be definitely as a real estate agent i don't want that x factor out there you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> a listing's a listing baby cakes yeah well that's true that's true so is there any other thing that something, you feel like you might be able to review something that we that isn't reviewed that people don't pay attention to enough to actually review what's that i don't know i'm thinking like what if you could i mean something mundane or stupid like uh like grocery stores. So one thing that I never see like re- reviews of, which I think is funny, are like press releases. All right, so people put a lot of time and effort into putting out a press release. <laughs> you want to be like a Roger and Ebert, like? <laughs> no, just like imagine it's like a it's Mc- a pretty good <laughs> McDonald's announced today that their quarterly earnings report was twenty five percent above expected for the last quarter. They've also announced a brand new partnership with yada, 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 right. which is expected to blow their next quarterly earnings reports right out of the water. And then below that, you see, well, I thought that the way that you described the partnerships was good. And while I do like McDonald's, who the hell is going to be interested in, you know, this partnership that they have with this? Three stars. Right. It just didn't have your press release didn't quite have press the impact. Press release reviews. It didn't have the impact that I felt would make me more interested in going to McDonald's. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Even better. Rating influencers, like rating like an influencer campaign. Right. Or just influencers in general being like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reviewing your review. Right. I give you two stars. Yeah. You, yeah. Your, you, your picture of you and your Percy yeah. dog 
with your new Louis Vuitton handbag. Hashtag Louis Vuitton. Yeah. I'm sorry, I gave it one star. Yeah, your rating, and that's pretty much called the comment section of all those places. Yeah. But there's no way of giving it like a star review. It's but gotta, that's, that's funny. It's got to be about service, and it's got it's got to be about service or product. You yeah. Know what I mean, and a lot of the things you don't see, like I don't, you never see anybody rating charities. Well, that's interesting. Like this one did the most impact, or this one really. I mean, you you've got people who review them and say, "What a great charity," but right. you never hear anybody be like, "This is a shitbag, loser ass charity that right. sucks." Po-. I mean, aside from the Clinton Foundation, but right. like, you know what I mean? Like, or right. or, so, or the Trump's Trump's charity. It's like they're all, for the most part, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess people just, don't go around shitting on charities as much as they go around just sort of boasting about theirs. Products, well, right? On Absolutely, service. of course. Which a charity is a service to a certain extent. I don't know. I think this is an exciting topic because, I mean, who doesn't want to shit on stuff? Well, I don't. And that's the point of this whole thing was like the whole – but but the point is, is everybody is, wants it. Everybody wants that, that – that they want to see things being shit on. That's just it. People want to see that. They want to hear it. They want to read it. If I see nothing but five yeah. stars, I have to find the one star and see what they hated. <laughs> what they had, and then you love that person. And then I'm like, <laughs> at least he's honest, you know? Right. Or maybe he's just trolling. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. They're the one that stands out right now. It helps me to weigh my my opinions. So you're like, part of the problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm always part of the problem. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, for this, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. If I if I uh, if I find if I have a product that I think is just exceptional, like the water bottles, yeah. Those water bottles that I got. We will write are... good reviews. I mean, the the, the, the water cold, bottle the phenomenal. The coldest water yeah. makes a quality oh water my God. bottle. I've, we've talked about hydro flasks in the past, but, man, I've never seen such a craze. There's some people that are just, just, just crazy about their hydro flasks. If they don't have it, they'll go back home and leave work and go back and get it, go back to work. <laughs> yeah, and by hydro flask, you're talking about any aluminum insulated. Right. Yeah. I call it a water bottle. Right. Yeah. Uh, I call it a hydro flask because the person I, I, I'm specifically talking about that's obsessed with it, it, hers is called a hydro flask. You know what I mean? But so you basically all the same just said of, Nikes. Basically. Yeah. You just pointed out a single brand. <laughs> exactly. And I'm trying to promote the brand that I love, which is The Coldest Water is the name of the brand. The best, that, that's the name that you would give a water bottle if you were to that is that. The bo- <laughs> that is the name of the company no, that I makes know. a bottle. They call it The Coldest Water. They're out of Pensacola, it's, Florida, I think. No way. Yeah, they're out of, like, they're out of like Florida. Well, and they, from, they make so. a 64 ounce Dude, jug it's, it's of awesome. money, and it stays cold for like three or four days. It's awesome. Yeah, I've taken it. I've taken it home on weekend vacations. <laughs> it lasts the whole week. My son accidentally dropped mine on the on the <clears throat> tile the other day, put a big dent in it, and he tried to blame it on his sister. Oh no! So I'm like, <laughs> all right, you're you're gonna have to buy me a new one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's start saving. Yeah. You know. Start making that lemonade. We'll start selling some of these things that you enjoy. So much. And show you how it feels. Yeah, exactly. You go put dents in your thing. You go put a dent in that plastic Paw Patrol toy of yours. Yeah, how would you like that? Yeah, look at that. Chase doesn't have an ear. Yeah. How does that feel? Now he's not. Now he can't even hear what Rubble has to say. Right. There's no body (laughs) shops for that around here. So rude. All right. Well, if you were gonna write a a Yelp review of our podcast, 
Uh, I would give this, you know, would this, you say we're we're? I mean, we're we got to be at least in like the two point five star category. This particular one we're doing right now, or overall our podcast. I would say this this particular. If I were going to rate this particular show that we're well, not show but topic that we're doing right now, I would say it's a four point two. We covered a lot of information. We had a lot of opinions about it. I th- I'll give it. It's a, a pretty solid. There's some funny aspects okay, to it. Three nine, maybe. Maybe three nine. But overall, as a podcast, uh, we're a solid two nine. Three. You think? You think we've we've broken through the, the hump? I <laughs> think we're think we're halfway. Yeah, we've definitely got a rhythm. Yeah, we've, we do. We don't have any listeners. We're pretty consistent. So meaning I feel we like... would rank number one for success for least successful. Five stars. For having the least amount of listeners. Okay, okay. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. So if we're we, gonna if get listed. Dig deep enough, you can yeah. mine that that pay dirt, right. which happens to be our success, our viewership. Like in high school, where they're giving out awards, like most likely not to succeed. <laughs> in terms of low viewership, five stars. Five stars. And we don't even. Yeah. We should put that on the, on on our page on the website. Five star. Five star rated. Voted least amount of least people views. who listen. <laughs> voted most likely to <laughs> voted most time wasted. Yeah, and never heard. That's yeah, but that's we're not doing it for. The, we're doing no, it for the people. No, no, well, we want that to be. We're doing it for the person. For that one person. For the one guy that keeps us at so five stars the, of only one listener. I actually looked at our. I never look at our statistics on yeah, this thing. Yeah, you did. You looked at but it recently. I, I was at, well. I you know I always upload like five shows that we you know we we go because we, we we're doing it during work hour so like right, we right. do it during lunch and then. You know, we'll go and have, you know, we'll do an hour, you know, two shows in one hour, and then we'll do it maybe two days a week or something like that. Right. So we'll go for, you know, a month and I won't post anything. And then I'll just have that, you know, Flood of like one day or ten a episodes. Sunday or, you know, come in on a Monday after having all the stuff done and I'll start uploading everything. I'll have like three shows, right. or, you know, six, seven hours worth of shit that goes up all in one day. And so I'm looking at the thing today and I'm like, who the fuck is listening to this shit in Canada? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like one dude downloaded this to that dude who listened to that shit in Canada. Fucking, we know who you are. We love you, bro. A year from now, I that guy. A year from now, not cold. Cut to this guy. He's like, I'm traveling to California to find <laughs> to, Larry to, to find the Larry Dickman guys. Those guys speak to me. <laughs> call me. Call me out on their podcast. The dude yeah. from Canada, the one dude, and I'm sure he just got lost. He was just like, what the hell is this? And yeah. I didn't download the first five seconds, so it just showed up. There's another dude from Nevada. So. When you post the title of this one, do a shout out. Thanks oh, to dude, we're so, thanks to the guy from Canada and uh, and where you just said everything is. So, I mean, like I don't even post titles. It's just like dates. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know March third, two thousand nineteen. Like that's the fucking title of the thing. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't usually do titles. Like, well, we kind of talked about this, this, and this. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I always open it up with what it is in this horrible discussion, right? <laughs> which is exactly what we do. We have these horrible discussions, right, about any number of random things that just cross our mind, just to get it out there. And oh, yeah. That, well, that, reviews are a big part of our lives. It's cathartic. Yeah. Well, what do we review? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're reviewing reviews we're right reviewing now. We're reviewing reviews. Yes, we are. And yeah. the, the, platform. the platform. The platform. The platform for, for reviewing reviews. I do like our new. Uh, just, just to that guy in, in Nova yeah. Scotia or wherever the fuck yeah. he's from. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We may have one guy in Alaska too. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, the the, uh, the music from season one. Oh. We've changed it over. It's no longer our intros. And we our... should see if that changes. If we find a different audience member from well, somebody just, else. Well, just no. This is this is the season of hair metal. 
Hair metal this season. That's hair right. metal this right. season. And then, um, you know, once we hit that next milestone in terms we'll of, it up. of uploading content no one's ever heard, yeah, um, we'll, we'll be moving it over to something different. But enjoy the hair metal. Loving it. My Canadian friend. That's right, man. Enjoy it. Rock out with us. It's going to be a good season. <laughs> Perfect. I'm working hard. You're working too. You get a topic to discuss today. It's topical. All right, I like things that are topical. I guess if it's a topic that makes it topical. Bring the he- bring bring the heat, she Ooh, says. What are your thoughts about everything? I have lots of thoughts about uh, seeking therapy from Ooh. from a psychiatrist from a credited professional. That's right. Do you think that it is something that is good to do, even if you feel like you are a well-balanced human being, as sort of a upkeep for your thoughts or things like that? Do you think it's something that you should only do if you're really struggling through something? And do you? Th- and the same would apply to a relationship therapist. Do you think in a relationship? If you have a good relationship and you feel like you have a good relationship, do you think there's any use to, to seeking therapy as sort of a, uh, a way to heighten your relationship or a way of getting deeper into your relationship, even if you don't feel like you need to? Okay, or do you so, think it's only an emergency situation? Like, we're going to break up. We've been together for four years. This is terrible or whatever. I think there's varied opinions on the subject. Um, myself, when it comes to um, – oh, what is it they say? The worst vice is advice. Right. Um, but yeah, when you when you think about the times when you're most likely to need it, um, in terms of, oh, I need to see. I should probably see a therapist. It's usually when you've reached a point in time, whether it's personal, it's you know all about you, it's with yourself, or you've got a, um, you're married and you've been at that for a very long time. And it's usually where you just are saying, I need a fresh set of eyes that are going to be unbiased. Because if you're talking about a marriage, then you're dealing with her getting bad advice from her friends. Uh, right. which or are biased. Yeah, biased. biased. Meaning, you know, hey, he's a he's treating you, he's doing you all Because they're only hearing her side of the story. And right. Most of the time. And they're there to support and make you feel exactly. better. Exactly. And he's getting his side. So what you need, and you're not going to get it from the parents, uh, you know, they're going to protect their child and parents on the other are going to protect their child. So, um, you know, once again, the this, this story isn't going to come out. And most of the time from what I've, I've, and I've been to therapy before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found out I had ADD. Um, Billy, Ben, Ben over here. Yeah, exactly. Can't, <laughs> can't focus. That's, we got to figure out what's going on with this. Do you guy. remember what we were talking about? Was it toy guns? Yeah, exactly. No. Jet skis and, yeah. rainbows and unicorns <laughs> um but yeah the, 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 no one's gonna tell you that like in that particular if you're trying to work on yourself and you seem to be like oh you hit a wall every time you try and you talk to people and they're like look it's you you're you've got a real i don't know what your deal is bro but you can't you don't 
you're flake. Right. Or you're always forgetting, or you're always late, or you're always this, or you're always that. <clears throat> you're not going to get somebody to talk to you um, in, on, in an unbiased way about that stuff without having an opinion about it. So the way I look at it, therapists, while they have to go through all the training or whatever to get the doctorate, you know, to be accredited. Right. Um, well, not even so much anymore. I mean, there's different practitioners that are able to open a certain level of a therapy type thing and not have the doctorate. But and the uh, guidance counselor is, a, is right. a poor man psychiatrist. There it is. But it's, yeah, you really only need that uh, when you're seeking to pay somebody. It's the same way, same reason you would pay somebody to mediate a, uh, a lawsuit or mediate a divorce or mediate, you know, you're looking to pay somebody to be a very even hand when it comes to the decision making. Right. You know, to really closely evaluate the points uh, from both parties and say, oh, okay, well, you know, the validate the things that should be validated and invalidate the things that should be invalidated and and stick to the point because that's what what you have a very difficult time doing when you're in an argument um or you're in a relationship that's just got so much history right and so many patterns i mean i was reading up a little bit about you know a a therapist can't really you know give you the answers um but they can help you sort of break the patterns and sort of change the yeah. Well, that's where bit. you come into healthy. that's that's what they call, I suppose, having rev- a revelation. You know, right. oh, I was in therapy last week and I had a revelation. I've been doing this forever. I had no idea this was making this happen. Right, exactly. And and you know, a lot of times, you know, let's just say, most of the times when you find yourself in therapy, it's because you just keep doing it wrong. Right, so you just right. can't seem to figure out why. Maybe you're looking for the answers that are not going to be there for you. Yeah, well, you, you're stuck in a pattern of behavior that you know you just don't see, but everybody else around you does, and they can't either. A, you're unwilling to listen to that person because they don't. You're not paying for their time, um, or, or B, they're just not conveying to you exactly what it is that you need to be. You know that, that's that's so wrong about you, mm-hmm. um, right? You know, like for somebody who, for instance, somebody who's who uh, is going through depression or, or suffers from, say, being bipolar, and they don't know they're bipolar, right? Right. Uh, all their friends around them are going to sit and say, "Hey, you know, you're crazy. You're up one minute, you're down the next. Right. Like, what's going on with you? Like, you're crazy. You probably need to see somebody about this because it's affecting your friendships and your relationships." Right. Well, of course, if I'm bipolar and I don't know it, I'm going to say, "You know what? No, this is your problem." Okay. Right. Like when I am there for you, I'm really there for you and you're not there for me. And when I'm down and I really need you, you are not there for me. That brings up another point as far as like I feel like you can really only get good out of therapy if you're willing, if you're looking, you're seeking for it. You know, you're you're accepting and willing to You're willing to to take the advice. You got to be willing to say, hey, I'm paying this person. They're they've seen that they see crackpots like myself 24 seven. Right. So. You know, I'm not going to show them anything new, uh, so I might as well, you know, come with it and and respect what they what their opinions are and what they have to say. So, yeah, I mean, that respect, I I think therapy, aside from just writing you prescriptions, which is what a lot of people do. I mean, that's why I think therapy takes that wrong turn. Uh, They go to see a therapist in order to. No, people, a lot of people abuse the whole idea of seeing a therapist simply because they're um, interested in getting some sort of I want my ambient. I want uh, my I, see. I need help sleeping. I, I, yeah, I, I can't sleep. 
you know, load me up with pills. I can't. I'm not happy. I want to walk around on on Prozac all day or or whatever the. And and sadly, a lot of these therapists probably get a kickback if by the ones they prescribe. Sure, and a lot of everybody's trying to take the edge off legally, and that happens Mm -hmm. to be one way that you can go about it, and it's cheaper because insurance will cover it. Right. Um, you know, so. I, I, there are pluses and minuses as far as I'm concerned. Do, do I believe in therapy? Right. Um, if you gave if you gave me the ability to write a prescription to people, uh, I think I could be as effective if I was getting paid by somebody to offer an unbiased opinion. Sure. Yeah. If I heard the whole story of what's going on with them, I wouldn't. I, I obviously don't have the ability to do. I, to to go through the vast amount of education and you know whatever that they would have going up, um, you know, in order to get to that point where you have your doctorate and you know all the stuff. But at the same time, we've got the internet, so you know you can right. go through and you can you can look for symptoms and you can say, okay, what is this person going through? What is this pattern of behavior that that they continually fall into? Um, and you know, draw your own conclusions. It seems to me that it's it's very rare that they don't diagnose things like psychiatrists don't diagnose things right as the you know the path of least resistance for the most part okay it's always yeah. like oh okay well i'll sit and i'll listen to you over the course of these things and if you feel this is what you need or if you feel this is how you are because most of the time you're not going to get somebody you can get people to open up like crazy or you, you get people who are pretty closed off, who are just looking to get the answer that they want. Right, and they're just giving you little. You can't open up somebody's possible. brain and make them be honest with you. Right. Um, so you know, most of the time they're just feeling it out, and saying, "Okay, well, let me start you off with this and see if this makes a difference for you." Um, you know, and then come back and let me know. Right. And and sometimes they're probably like, they just talk to you and you come back, you know, each week for an hour and. And yeah, just that could be enough for the person going to see the therapist. Yeah. It's just nice that I get talked to you, help me make breakthroughs. I'm kind of better at my work because I've, you know, got the stuff off my mind. And so I could see, I've definitely been coming around a little bit more to the idea of it. Not that I, I'm looking into it myself, just kind of, uh, the one thing I ever thought about a therapist, I would always, it would be in a, a relationship type setting. I was like, I would always think to myself, if I'm in a relationship and I'm not married or engaged, and I think that I need couple therapy, then to me, then that relationship should already be over. And that's how I've always kind of felt. It's like, you know what? We've been here two and a half years. It's not getting any better. It hasn't been getting any better. What's the point of paying a therapist to try and make this better when we're not engaged, well, we're not married, we don't have any kids? Okay, so that's a problem in itself. It's that way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not paying a therapist to solve your problems. Right. Like, that's not how it works. You know, the only person who is ever going to be able to solve your problems is you. All they can do is help you to pinpoint whatever that problem is mm-hmm. and work through that problem and, in turn, let you know what the solution is to solving your own problem, which is all going to be work that you have to do. Right. And on top of that, hey, if you need a little of this or that, because maybe you have a chemical imbalance uh, in your brain or maybe there's something psychological that's, that's also cre- – aiding in this problem or amplifying it what we'll try and do is subdue we'll i'll give you medication to sub subdue the symptoms right right of that uh of that issue that you're having and then you'll be able to get to work on repairing whatever it is in your relationship so there's no there's there's no one person that you could go to 
especially when you i mean it's your brain it's your mind so right you're in control of your own destiny as much as you're the one creating your problems you could also be the one creating your own or, or your lack thereof right so it's up to you it really is up to mm-hmm. you to actually want want to do that so if you go into a relation if you go into a, a therapist saying oh well uh I feel like I'm going – if I go see a therapist because my relationship is in trouble um, and I'm expecting them to solve all of my problems for me, uh, then, then the relationship is probably over before right. I even go – it should be over before I even commit to paying the money because obviously it was in trouble. Then that's very telling. Right. And that already – that opens it up and says, well, you obviously don't see your relationship as valuable enough – to figure out where the problems are, mm-hmm. you know, and communicate those problems. And most of the time that's where it is, you know, when in relationships, at least in my experience, you know, you, you, when things are great, everything is peaks and valleys. When things right. are great, you get to that level where you're communicating, everything's awesome. Everything's good. You don't, you're not worried about it. And it's like, you check that you check off, Hey, relationship is good. You check that off your list. And it gives you the ability to kind of focus on other things. Right. Right. And in doing so, communication slowly starts to drop. Um, issues arise. You start maybe start missing things. You're like, oh, well, I thought we were, you know, I, th- I thought we were good. I'm sorry. I forgot. Right. You know, oh, oh, it was your birthday. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I had, you know, practice or I had a, right. a game or I had whatever. Sorry. I thought we were good. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, whoa. Uh, several months have gone by, and we're not communicating like we were on our way up. Right, she's more distant, and or whatever. Because I was putting in a lot more effort to make things good before. Once we agreed how great and happy we were, then all of a sudden we both kind of slacked off, and the communication started to drop, and and things started to get worse. And if you don't address those things, then they just start kind of stockpiling. Right you know, now, all of a sudden, the communicate the you're, you're screwing up, she's screwing up. You're not listening to each other. You you start to blame each other all the time, uh, and these instances keep happening, and people just all of a sudden start to, to take sides <laughs> and say, "I'm on my side, you're on your side." Mex- Mexican standoff, so to speak. Right. And um, you know, I'm not backing down. You screwed up just as much as I did. Why is it my problem? And then it's you screwed up more than I did. It's definitely your problem, not mine. Right. And then you reach that point of impasse and you're like, whoa, well, okay. Right. Uh, either we agree to disagree and try and move past it or we go talk to somebody. We dwell in it until we break up. Right. And oftentimes when you hit that, we're going to dwell in it until we break up. That's when you hit that point where you're like, you know what? Let's get a third party in here who can listen to my side and my grievances with the relationship, and then they can listen. Yeah, you know, they can listen to you air it out. And then we'll be sitting there together. So it's not like I'm telling them anything uh, that you haven't heard, or you're telling them anything that I haven't heard. But at the same time, uh, it's having somebody else present while you're opening up and dragging. Right. You're dragging. You're getting down to the nitty gritty with another party in there right. who you feel like you can trust. It's not like you could sit down with an in law. Right. And open up like that because you're afraid that in-law is going to go back to everyone else in the family or, or their friends and be like, you wouldn't believe how fucked up they are. Right, right. Oh, let me tell you about this and that. Like, there's just no trust there. So that's why you have the, 
you know, the doctor's confidentiality right. bullshit. On that on. point of trust, I was reading a little bit. They were like, you know, if you do couples therapy and sometimes you'll do individual. So one, you know, of the person in the couple will actually open up. But what the therapist was say they say that the therapist can't keep any secrets so if the man opens up to the therapist while she's not there or the wife isn't there and tells her about a an affair he had he has to say that he has to tell the his wife about that That, really because the because that 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 could that could put the therapist uh in a place of moving forward if she found out that he he this therapist is now aligned with him because she's holding on to his secret that the couple therapy is not going to work because that could be a breach of the trust from the woman, and now they can't trust this couple therapist, and the trust is everything in this kind of couple therapy. So, if they so go, note note to anybody mm-hmm. thinking about getting couple therapy, that's just something you don't don't tell don't them something tell... you don't want your partner to know. Exactly, that's it. they don't keep any secrets. It's all part of it. Uh, that's the only way it works, and it makes sense. I mean, as a therapist, I can't I can't say, oh well, I'll hold your secret and well, help that, you guys work out your problems. That is not gonna. Then therapy is not going to work for a couple that is uh, just riddled with too many secrets. <laughs> right, <laughs> unless that's what they need to cleanse their their relationship and. Right, new, but, but I mean, ultimately, if you all you, these secrets are coming out, in therapy. if you get if you, I mean, in that particular situation, yeah. I would assume. That if there was there was infidelity in the relationship, then there's a very high likelihood that should that information get out, or if that's a secret that's been kept, right? And if it it came out, like you'd have the therapist being like, okay, now let's now that it's out there, let's talk about how that makes you feel, and let's see how we can move past forward. Right. And the woman's obviously gonna go, well, shit, I didn't know about oh, this. My sister, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know about this. Uh, that's, that's what we like to call in the business is a deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would have been a deal breaker before if yeah. I had found out about it before with therapy, it's a deal breaker now. And, yeah. uh, that's kind of that. It's a game over. Peace out. Yeah. That's a therapist's worst nightmare. Please tell me you didn't, you didn't have an affair because I'm going to lose my clients. Yeah, right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this income from you guys. I might over. as well just tear this check up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm not gonna not gonna work here anymore. That's for sure. That's right. So yeah, it was um yeah to me ther- therapy. It's it's there is it, a use for it. Yeah, there's a use for it. It's it to me. It's very there's really not a lot of gray area. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like everything you do with a therapist is is kind of a gray area because you're trying to sort through. You're, you're trying to find needles in, in your the haystack of your mind your brain yeah to figure out what, what, what why oh and most of the time it's like oh well it's because i don't get along with my mother or right. i hate my father or i have daddy issues or you oh, know yeah i was ignored growing up and i didn't know that I had an impact on yeah it. i've got a you know i'm in a loveless marriage because my dad left holy shit yeah <laughs> you know or um, my dad didn't kiss me enough um right you know so yeah there's a there's a lot of these things that, that go on. I just think that there, if, if if you're one of those people who can get by doing therapy, um, you know, you, meaning you're not the cat who's rolling in once a week, that's like somebody who's got real right. I get real problems and doesn't want going regularly weekly. Right. Well, and doesn't doesn't have the ability. Like, uh, what is it that they say? Um, the hardest person to live with sometimes is yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think in in those particular cases that that's the that's the person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that that person who just can't for whatever reason 
get out of their own way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just constant, like is overthinking things, over analyzing things is constantly looking, looking at themselves, uh, from the outside in. So Mm -hmm. all they do is see everything that's wrong with them Mm -hmm. all the time. That's my mom to a T and they just can't seem to, you know, yeah, they can't move past it. They're their own worst enemy for sure. Well, yeah. Cause they just assume everybody thinks that, they're not funny or everybody thinks that they're right. not interesting or everybody thinks that they're, they're a drag. Enough. Right. Um, and then you've got the opposite end of that spectrum, which is uh, what I would imagine most people would classify me as. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> narcissistic rage. <laughs> what was it they called Jim Carrey in that movie? <laughs> yeah. He, he, he does have acute schizophrenia with narcissistic rage. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> You know, but you know, somebody who, for right. for all intent yeah. and purpose, uh, for just thinks that they have the ability to solve all of their own problems and doesn't need anybody else, right? Um, which I guess it, I is its own thing. I know. I <laughs> since I know that about myself, then I guess I know my problems, so I do my best to try and work on it. But yeah, I, I, I yeah. I usually I, I know there are things that I could get helped with people could help me with, but in, in all of my experiences with therapy it's at least for me personally, it's always a a guy on the other end just sitting there going, Okay, so well, well, how did that make you feel? Right. Well, okay, how, how, you know. Now let's talk more about that. Oh, oh okay, well, well what did that right. make you feel? Oh, have you ever thought that maybe you did this because of this and then you go off and you're like yeah i've thought about that probably maybe yeah. i did maybe i didn't you seem like the patient that i would think would be in there and be like well, what about you doctor yeah. let's talk well, a little enough I'm about lo- me I'm looking at the decor around here and i think you got uh, a little bit of an obsession oh Where, yeah. where's that coming from <laughs> oh i see you got a real fucking problem look over here at that boat you see the waves crashing down yeah. the guy the yours about to break <laughs> maybe you married the wrong woman yeah. sean yeah you pull a little goodwill hunting there right are you happy this, this i will end you chief <laughs> and no, yeah, th- and that's that's part of it, you know. Getting you got to be able to get out of your own way, yeah. Um, and have have a little humility because that that person is obviously there to to try and help, right? You know, I so mean, you can't you're not going to get anything out of it if you, you know, keep putting up. putting up roadblocks, but, right? Yeah, but uh, good time. I mean, I I if if you're asking me to to answer that in a one sentence answer, I would say I think. If you're on the pendulum, if you're swinging way too far to one side or the other, whether uh, you're in a relationship where you're one side of the pendulum swing and they're on the other side, you definitely need to have something that's going to bring you both to the middle to solve it. And if you your personal life is a little too far on the right or a little too far on the left and you need somebody to bring you back to the middle to get you a little bit centered and focused on what why you might be swinging a little bit too far in one direction or the mm-hmm, other, mm-hmm. Then it's absolutely worth it. But right. if you're one of these people who's a little bit in the middle, uh, a little bit to the left, maybe a little to the right, you're not swinging too far one direction or another. But for whatever reason, you feel like there's somebody out there that can solve problems that you don't necessarily have. You're just yeah. looking to find problems in your life that you don't have. Um, I would say just get out and work on yourself yeah. and save the money. Try new things. Yeah. Just change it up a bit. Because nobody's before gonna, you start just sitting in a room talking to somebody. Because nobody's gonna fix you. All right. You're gonna you gotta go out there and try the the day, try and fix yourself before anybody else was gonna be able to help. And you. like you said, I mean, like you're saying, at the end of the day, a therapist is really just there to help you solve it yourself. To figure out, hey, 
I've got this. Uh, I'm going to throw a whole trunk of baggage at you. And I'm going to need you to go through that baggage with me so that I can figure out what in this, tr- what, what in this trunk full of shit do I need and uh, don't I need. Is, <laughs> is weighing me down. Right. Is making the lift what can I making throw it too hard for me to carry on my own. And my thoughts have been hoarded for years. That's right. And if I can figure out what that is, and I can basically try and Organize leave it behind. It. There you go. And move forward without it. Yeah. All right. All right. Right on. I feel like we just had our own psychology session. Yeah, I feel better already. Doctor Dickman. <laughs> Are you there? Can uh, you hear me? I'm Ben. Are you there? I am. And you you say that you've got something on your mind. I hope you had a good Easter. I did. Good, uh, found Easter eggs. Six eggs. Oh. Out of 500. Put a lot of effort into that did. one. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't care. Um. I'm, I'm, in, I'm pushing 40. I don't, I don't bend over to pick up plastic eggs anymore. Yeah. It's kind of my... Uh, yeah. I got to draw the line. I got to draw the line somewhere. Unless there's a, a Bitcoin wallet address in there with millions of dollars of Bitcoin. <laughs> with the value of the plastic of the egg. What I care. Um, this came across a, a topic recently. I think it's probably been thrown around for about a year or so. But I want to get... Your thoughts, uh, being uh, someone who appreciates the movie arts and uh, entertainment. The movie arts. That's right. You know, things are changing. Uh, thing, I, I, over the past couple of years, I've been kind of amazed at the uh, quality of films that are coming directly out of uh, Netflix, per se. And some, some Amazon, All some other things. All of the streaming services, I would... They have their own sort of movies that are just com- coming out with A-list actors, and they're really good, and they're There's just a brand there. new one coming out with uh, Jennifer Aniston and, of course, Netflix hero Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. They're kind of doing like a Murder on the Orient Express kind of deal yeah. on a cruise ship. Yeah. So there's been some sort of uh, contention in, in, in the industry, I guess you will, as far as... Whether these directly to to these platform movies straight to stream straight to stream should be uh, recognized uh, specifically in the Oscars, the Academy Awards, and the rules are, and I guess in the Academy Awards, you kind of have to at least have a theatrical release in order to be considered. This is hold a, on before it, before a, I get into it. I'm looking under the desk yeah. here, and I, I'm noticing you you've got like some sort of stretchy band in between your toes. Yeah, this is to try and correct any surgery I might need in the future for uh, bunions on my uh, as my toes are growing in and around, and I'm my the knuckle on the top of my big toe on my my foot is starting to get larger and larger and start hurt in shoes, 
and sure enough, my mom had it, but she was wearing high heels. Is that something that sandals could fix? Well, no. I mean, they do say that shoes in general are help cause the, that problem because they put your pull your feet in like that. So yes. yeah, barefoot is better. Um, but but I'm, I'm not gonna get any bunions. No, I think you're. I think you're good. Um, but mine has been. Yeah, mine has been developing and getting painful. You should so. get out of those high heels. So and so anyway, those toes aren't gonna win an Oscar. That was get to get back on top. Nice side note, and and it was worth calling out because if it were me and I was on your side of the table and looked down and was like, "What are you doing? Some what, sort what of toe you, exercise down there? What it looks like this? you're doing like little uh, you dress up your toes, <laughs> little, little uh, toe tug of war." What do they have those things that you see back in the '80s where they get the spring? Yeah, you know, the brand from the Goonies is doing that little stretch workout, only like you're doing it yeah. on like a smaller oh, scale. Brand, how far can you stretch that thing? <laughs> oh, pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, nice little segue. So yeah, that's that's to help uh, make sure that I don't have to. Okay, so what what I think you were getting at? What are your thoughts on movies? should they be allowed to participate right. or should they be recognized? Well, what I was going to say was there is a rule I think right now with the Academy Awards or uh, to get them to be nominated, you have to have at least been in, in the theater for a little little period of time. So some of the movies that Netflix has been nominated for, Romo, the most recent one, was released. Limited, yeah, they give it a limited a, release yeah. just so it can meet the criteria, no, but not even going like the whole 90 day, dude. Honestly, do like a it, week, it only has to show in, I think, one theater, right? And have a, a period where people the public can get in and see it, yeah. But most of the time, that stuff releases long before they would ever even consider it, so the success is already there, right? They just know now at this point, hey, it could be a potential Oscar contender, so let's throw it out there, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, that, that's what, what we call in the tech business is a workaround, right? You know, right. So you may not have a straight shot to it using the, the non-traditional mediums, but, uh, there's definitely a workaround so that you can abide by the, uh, outdated rules of the Academy right. of Arts and Sciences. So, yeah. Um, do I think that they should be considered, uh, without question? Yeah. And I think that the Oscars, as you and I have probably discussed, most of the award shows in general, are pretty outdated mm-hmm. when it comes to their uh, ideologies, meaning absolutely how they consider what what they consider to be uh, novel or worthwhile or have merit mm-hmm. in terms of um, you know the, the art form of of making films. But what they don't recognize is that it's you know it, let me put it differently. There's nothing in the guidelines mm-hmm. that say. Oh well, anything that's shot on video, right? Okay, uh, can't be considered because it's the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Well, digital is not motion picture, right? It's frames per second, digital frames, not pictures or film. Um, so, would that declassify? Uh, would that would that mean anybody who decided to pick up a, like every movie that's being made now, even the, you know, the creme de la creme that the Academy considers sure. to be, most of them are shot on HD, right, um, or 4K. So it's it's kind of a, it's kind of like oh well, that's okay if those guys get in because they're just using a different medium in order to shoot their, their film, right, to cut costs, which everybody should do because it gives you a better product. Well, why is it okay that you let those guys in, but you don't let the guys in who have their own platform? Right. Right. It's basically like saying, okay, well, if they shot a movie like Roma, let's just say they shot the whole thing on eight millimeter, sixteen millimeter, right, or or thirty two millimeter. We take take your pick. 
Quentin Tarantino is one of those guys who literally would shoot it in through a mail slot if he could. You know, just one of those. It's just right. super wide formats like Cinescope. Um, but the um, point is, it, it's the fact that they're 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 alienating uh, one specific group of films because of the the platform that they're released on. Right. By that same recognition, I guess you could say, well, what if you had a straight to DVD release that did so well that it made it into theaters, right? Right. Like say Blair Witch Project back in the 1990s right. or early 2000s. That was a started off as just something that everybody said, "Oh, you got to see this," and it went, you know, went around circles. Kind of the first version of of a viral, where everybody's getting a copy of a copy on a VHS, right? And then they release it uh, on VHS. But then it, then they noticed they could make so much more money by releasing it into film into the theaters, and they made a killing. Um, so yeah, I I think that they're being extremely hypocritical mm-hmm. with their rules mm-hmm. um simply because they recognize that the plat netflix as a platform amazon as a platform these streaming services even disney disney's gonna go crazy because they're gonna have everything from marvel everything from star wars yeah. and lucasfilm oh, it's crazy uh when you when you introduce disney plus this that's gonna there's gonna be a lot of people who drop subscriptions a lot of the other just services to have just disney, to have disney plus. plus and um but that's you know does that mean that if Disney Plus decides they're going to start releasing content on Disney Plus exclusively to increase their subscriber base because it's more profitable that Toy Story 4, for instance, you won't know? be nominated? Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I, or any other animated short that they do that they always yeah. crush it in the Oscars. Well, they think you know straight to digital is almost like straight to TV, so it's like an Emmy situation. But it's not. No, I agree. The medium uh, is the same as any as it always has been the platform has changed the platform used to be you know pay your five pay your nickel go in and see a matinee Mm -hmm. uh sit down in the theater have that theater experience it was it was brick and mortar but the same thing that's happening to retail outlets that that are being disrupted by amazon walmart all these things it's the same thing that's happening to the film industry it's what's already happened to the record industry if you look at the record industry who the hell goes Absolutely. in and buys CDs or single right. cassettes or anything like that? Like it, it all but wiped out everything. The blockbuster video doesn't exist anymore. Right. You know, the, the the brick and mortar theaters I do believe will still exist, but it'll be a it'll be more of a premium thing. Yeah. Because why the hell would somebody spend fourteen or twenty dollars on a ticket? Right. Unless they were absolutely sure. They wanted to see it on the big screen. Or even a filmmaker putting, you know, what it costs to put it out in the theater in their budget as opposed to release it directly. Right, but I mean, you're talking, okay, so something that they call in the business is putting on the old movie hat, it's called prints and advertising, okay? Now, that's an extremely high overhead cost when you want to do a film release, right? So you you do, do all of the budgeting necessary to, you know, put out the trailer, build your commercials, uh, put out any uh, you know print stuff that you might have like movie posters, billboards, etc. Mm-hmm. And that's all advertised. And then you got to do the prints for each film. For anybody who hasn't updated their projectors to digital now, you know they're they're still running on can. You have to have all of those uh, prints for right. the movie <clears throat> securely locked in those cases, shipped, ready to go, ready to run, ready to roll um, on that day, and it gets pricey sure. i mean you're talking 
a very large a large chunk of your budget in some cases you know 30 to 40 percent of the budget on an indie level i guess uh when you're talking about how much it would cost to do a film that's why you see a lot of the small independent films you know their total budget to make the film is like a million or a million two right right but then when they go and look for distribution the distributor says oh, okay well we're gonna we'll buy your movie for five hundred thousand or six hundred thousand, right? We'll take our cut of that. We'll release it. That's why you always see Twentieth Century Fox or any these big distributors right. at the front of the movie. They're not the ones typically who, in a lot of cases, who make it. They're the they're right. the distributor. They're the ones who pick it up. They're like the music label, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're the ones who are putting all of the additional resources necessary to launch it. You know, through do the do the prints and do the advertising. Right. Um, so then everybody gets a you know right. gets their gets their legs cut out. If the movie doesn't sell, right. then they they take a loss on the movie for the guys who made it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like with our movie, yeah. I mean, it's so easy for first time filmmakers because that is the way of it. That you go, you find someone to distribute it, and then they're like, "No, yeah, we didn't really. We, take didn't re- it, yeah. we didn't recoup the cost. Exactly, we just didn't recoup the cost. So you guys didn't really make it. But anything. they still own the rights. So it was National Lampoon was. And then they go straight to a medium that's very easy because they knew they could right. they could do no advertising. They could put barely try to put it in the theaters, but then they just throw it into the machine. Yeah, which was Blockbuster Video or whatever back in the day, mm-hmm. or net or Netflix. Ours, our mailer ours went do. up to Netflix, and now it's on Amazon. Exactly, and that's how they recoup all of their money. Money. Yeah. Well, that model is the most profitable, right? So the movie industry, especially something like the Academy of Arts and Sciences, is is recognizing that it's the hand that feed that that has fed for so long is now getting bitten, and profits are getting cut into. I guess all of it's about money, not as much as it's about art anymore, right? And it's like, okay, well, wait a second. They're just going straight to. They're cutting all all the all of the advertising. It's a closed loop network, mm-hmm. right? So. Netflix is going to pay for a couple commercials that show up on primetime television or whatever. Right. And that's all they're going to do. Yeah. Maybe right. a billboard. Maybe. A couple billboards. And they can showcase more than one thing if they want. On, right. You know, on one what, billboard. what's coming up. Like, right. here, here's all them. Here, here's a, sh- a shot of all the different potential things coming on Netflix mm-hmm. soon. Um, you know, and then, then it's then it's over. They don't have to pay for prints. Mm-hmm. Right. As far as advertising is concerned, that, that's, a big, that's a budget that's baked in because the network of network Netflix subscribers already knows that that's coming out and it's a pay to pl- it's a pay to play. Right. You know, every time you, you stream it, that's revenue from your subscription that goes towards that particular. And even if it's a buck, right. If you've got 500 million subscribers, right. You know, or, or 250 million subscribers, you're talking about a movie that if you could capitalize, capitalize on 50% of that, that audience, that you have because it's the f- number one thing they see when they log in that says, Oh, now available yeah. on Netflix just came out on Friday. If you get half of them, which is simple, simple or easy, you're talking about something, you know, that maybe cost 15 or $20 million to make that is going to pull in on a subscription basis, mm-hmm. $50 million, you know, or a hundred million dollars. Right. So they're making money hand over fist. Right. And, Eventually, net and a lot of the things that Netflix is doing now is that they're they've got into the film buying market, you know. So they'll go down and they'll look for guys like you who right. ma- made like, your movie and say, "Hey, look, we'll distribute it for yeah, exactly." And the comedy, the comedy world's a big one for oh, Netflix. Are you kidding me? The all of the new like stand up specials and 
it's become a new platform for comedians because now they're like now they're like planning okay every year i can release uh exactly because i have a platform for it exactly so <clears throat> it's it's just a reimagination of the platform and in my opinion it's the it's the dyson vacuum right okay of of platforms by comparison not to say that there isn't going to be a better one that comes down the line in the future, but sure. same way that the medium from film mm-hmm. was overtaken by, you know, VHS and DVD, right? It may not have been better in every sense of the word, right? But it was it was that convenience factor that started to get people. Meh, I'd rather rent a movie for four fifty than you know, or three ninety five than spend the ten dollars at the theater, right? And I can watch from the comfort of my own home. And that was just the beginning of it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you've got the convenience factor going up even higher. Sure. On top of which, the quality. Now you've got uh, things like a codex, like a, a, a Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos, um, where you've got such high compression with the, what's known as the high efficiency video codex that they're using. Yeah. Where you can watch 4K. If you've got a 4K television, well, I mean, to to the eye, it's even sharper than anything I, I've seen in the movie theater. Wow! I'm just sitting there looking at you know a 4K version of a TV show or a 4K version of a movie that they put on there, and I'm going, "Good God!" There's things that I can see right. in this that I could not see even on a big screen because you're still blowing you're blowing it up. It's just bigger, but the resolution when you Right it down, it's it's still so high. Well, it's, resolution is starting to become much easier to come by in almost all households as far as the picture quality is just getting You can more pick affordable. up a 4K TV mm-hmm. now. I think they had a sale on uh, a lot of the – there's Roku TVs. There's Amazon Fire TVs that are coming out. But you can pick up a relatively decent 4K television with all the smart streaming capabilities now for – under a thousand bucks, fifty five inches. It's I got my, I got mine sixty five inches for, I think it was seven ninety nine or seven fifty. Oh yeah, Samsung smart TV. It's beautiful. Um, but on the flip side of that, this and this was a conversation we had. I was having with a buddy of mine. I was like, you know, they might, they more less things might be going to theaters. They might start. This might be a trend. But what pe- what he thinks people are going to be missing out on is sound. Because that's not, I mean, you can get quality sound in your house, but most people don't have the sound that you would get when you sit in the theater and they really, you know, a filmmaker wants people to hear that sound. That's Dolby Atmos. So, but yeah, but do Dolby people Atmos really is... have the speakers that are making it sound like that? Well, in here's, house? This, here's the thing a lot of televisions that are coming out right now, so like LG, Sony's, all those, a lot of them are having the, the Dolby Atmos. Uh, built in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if you look at a lot of the films that are being made where they they go in and they do their their sound mixing and their adr and all that stuff when you look to the end of the credits it says shot with you know available dolby atmos and whatever so that that's the track that's the soundtrack that's mixed so you just have to have compatible hardware to play it but you can get atmospheric sound that's why they call it atmos right where it sounds like 5.1 or 7.1 or whatever out of a a television that's on the wall it may not be as good but it's really damn close now if you step up to well even a soundbar at 5.1 right seven, okay. that's right the sound bars that are coming out with what you know wireless speakers and all that stuff i mean you really think that it, you know when you go to the theater yeah you can blow your drums out if you want with how great the sound is which is why you would want to go see avengers endgame in the, in theater. the theater right you know what i mean or or any one of these things where 
it, you know, the new Avatar that's going to come out. Like mm-hmm. the people are going to – those are the movies that you can justify spending that kind of money on right? because you want that experience. But for most of them, you could get – I mean, you're 90% there. Right. And it, it almost – if you take the money that you're not spending in the theater at those ticket prices and you set it aside and you put it into upgrading your home theater system – Ultimately, you're going to find that you have a much better experience. Right. And you can even pick up 4K projectors now for 1200 bucks, And I mean like wow. really solid 4K projectors. Yeah. You, you could bring the movie theater experience be- to, your, yeah. to your house. If you Pretty were, affordably. If you really wanted to. Sure. Um, and when I look back on how much money I probably spent going, go- to going to the theater, um, I might as well have kept them all in business. Yeah. I mean – we and this is before it went up to fifteen dollars a ticket. This is all the way up to you know to to date. Oh yeah. I mean, and we're talking about, geez, and with all the people that I would go with to see movies and stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm such a movie guy. That had to start. You know, I haven't gone to the movies that much in the past few no, years. No, no, right? not since I had children. But right, because uh, you just you can't yeah. take a kid to a movie. It just, no, just blows it, does, it. it. Doesn't work. Daddy, what's he doing? You know, <laughs> shut the shut up. Eat your candy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that only makes him want to talk more. <laughs> That's right. Here, eat yep. some sugar. Here, That'll here. quiet you down. It lasted 30 minutes. Here's, here, have some of this. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it definitely – I mean, I, I remember, you know, yeah, my college, high school years, whatever. I mean, I would probably spend easily $150 a month going, going to movies. see movies. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's just because I, mo- I love movies so much. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess to put a cap on the on the question, um, I really do feel like the transition it, it's it's going to be one where if you can't beat them, join them, sure. or you're going to get fucking dusted. Like sure. you, you know, no one's going to give a fuck about the Oscars if they don't get on board and and start recognizing. Like if a film comes out on Netflix or Amazon Prime or or Disney Plus or any of these other or you know and it, it they they just refuse to recognize it because of the platform. Right. You'll slowly start to find uh, the Nielsen ratings just drop off a cliff for something like the Oscars because people will be like, "Who gives a shit about your club?" Right. You know, I'll right. stick. I'll stick. To, you know, millennials would would much rather take uh, Rotten Tomatoes' opinion on whether a movie is good over what the Academy of Arts and Sciences thinks, because they're just a bunch of hoity-toity dicks anyway. Right. You know, A whole new award thing would come out probably to include well, everybody. Well, you know, the whole concept of thumbs up, thubs, thumbs down right. with popular opinion, you know, that versus I'm a member of the Academy and I'm under, you know, my, my account is under lock and key and right. I get to get my screeners early and I get to, you know, my vote because I'm a member of, is more valuable than average Joe who pays ticket price to go see a movie. Like that's right. 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 That's something that we used to believe in. We used to think Roger Ebert and, and Gene Siskel was the only way was, was like, Oh, if he says it's good or if he says it's bad or whatever, like that's, you know, critics, but, you know, but I, back then there was only a few exactly. things people were looking at. Exactly. In a movie. My dad used to be like, yeah, heard it's getting great reviews. And I'd be like, well, uh, but, you know, that's awesome. Okay, that that tells me that maybe the critics like it or maybe the critics don't like it. It might sway my opinion one way or another. But now if he says like, oh, well, the, 
the critics are loving it and i'm like have you been on youtube yeah like do you see what <laughs> really is happening like of the hundred thousand movie reviewers right that are out there they're all saying that this thing is a total blowjob and like why would i go right you know i'm sure the critics love it and think it's you know some sort of sweetheart but man oh man in terms of the general populace there's better ways to spend your money yeah so yeah i mean that's that's a tough one, but... It's happening. Change is happening. What are you going to do? Dude, I, I mean, that's another... I guess that's a whole other topic to discuss, but it's like, um, if you think about the culture of Hollywood... Right. You know, like, there's always been that... I'm a, You've got the celebrities over here who kind of define fashion and define, you know, partying and lifestyle, and I'm on, you know, I'm on a yacht, and I'm... I listen to my political views because I've got a, you know... When I get up on stage, I want to talk about what the charities that I'm involved with and how I feel about society and all these things. So you got those guys over there. And save planet Earth. And then you've got the critics on the other side. Right. Right. Who I'm talking, you know, you're thinking like really like hoity-toity, very discerning taste. Like think, think that because they watch so many films and have so many opinions about these films that they watch that. They know what's good. That they, that they they're the authority right right and i can make or break a movie this is based my off job. of my review it's like a like a food reviewer a yelp reviewer right. only like to the 10th power because they're in like this little elite club and that's uh, the fact that that all is changing is i think a positive thing because you know the last thing you want to hear is somebody who you know holds himself in such high regard that they feel like they can they can make or break something whether they could sway your opinion based off the fact that oh i i I thought that guillermo del toro's version of hellboy was much more appetizing for audiences right new version with david harbour i think (laughs) oh my gosh what a what a train wreck that was well at the same time you know if you're somebody who really enjoyed like the comics of hellboy you might find that the new version of it stays much truer to the comic books sure and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think everybody it's, has their own. Dude, film is wine. It's, it. it's. I mean, I think we can all agree on a shitty wine, and we right. can all agree on a good wine. But once you get past that point where it's like, oh, we all agree that it's good, but everybody over here says it could be better. You know, the, the small group of people say right. it's mediocre at best. How derivative? Right. Uh, right. We've all seen all of this before. Um, you know, yes, of course it's good, but is it vintage reserve? Right. Napa Valley good? Like, no, that's not how it's supposed to go. Did, did you go in? Did you get your money's worth? Did you, did, did the escapism of the film, uh, that the film created for you take the nest, have the necessary effect that you were looking for? Right. Right. That's really it. It's yeah. as simple as that. And they should all be included. They're just going to have to take the change and figure out how to make it work. We'll see. Yeah. Good one.